Hey everyone, welcome once again to Podcast in Death, the weekly podcast where we discuss the in-death series of books by J.D. Robb. I am AJ. I'm Jen. I'm Tara. And this is episode 170, I think, of Podcast in Death. And in this episode, we are going to review the reviews of Possession in Death. Yeah. Um, well, there really wasn't a whole lot of reviews, to be honest, um, of this one, except two really long ones from from a potential pretentious asshole who just happens to be me. And so the interesting thing is that um, <laughs> the interesting thing is that I I gave it a one star review on Amazon and I wrote a review and then I gave it a two star on Goodreads and gave uh, gave it another review. <laughs> um, so I have a one star and a two star here and I'm gonna and I've set it up so that Tara will play the part of me um, this evening. <laughs> <laughs> and she will read my one star review and my two star review. <laughs> And we'll and we'll discuss it. Oh God, I love it. Well, we could just jump right into this then. Yeah, just jump right into it. So, how about a one-star review? (laughs) (laughs) Let's do it. I love the In Death series. I really do. I hated this book with a passion. I don't mind some sort of paranoia. Oh. I can't read today. I know this is this is AJ also. I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 100%. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. I hated this book with a passion. I don't mind some sort of paranormal elements in what is not a paranormal series, but once a non-paranormal book in a series goes full on fantastical paranormal and wants to present that as a reality, I have a big problem. A series is either paranormal or it's not. For example, in a paranormal book, I swear to God, if I have to say that word anymore, Sorry, there's, there's vampires. Yeah. <laughs> in a non-paranormal book, there are people who think there are vampires. Huge difference. You don't take a non-paranormal book and throw in a real vampire and just expect us to accept that as a part of the realistic world that you've created, it doesn't work. You might as well just have had Eve riding around New York City on a unicorn. What an asshole, whoever this person is. <laughs> whoever this person is. is <laughs> I realized that more than likely readers were supposed to take this installment of the series as just a lighthearted, fun interlude within the series. Okay. But lighthearted and fun doesn't have to mean completely implausible. I'm really disappointed at what seems to me to be the theme of the novella as the whole dictating the in-death story rather than the other way around as it should be. Because when the theme of the novella dictates, we take established characters and throw them into situations that, again, are completely unrealistic and implausible. And that would never have been written otherwise. And for me, that ruins it. I also realize I'm probably in the minority in my complete dislike for this book. So what felt what I felt for this book may not be what most people will feel. I just wanted to caution readers that they're going to be taken into a complete fantasy nonfiction, a complete fantasy fan fiction-ish world here with this book. And it may not be what you expect from this series. God, what a dick. I know, right? 
Such Here's the thing. Asshole. It's a little for it's 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 definitely pretentious, but it's also like <laughs> other than having to say that word eight hundred times. Sorry, um, I hadn't anticipated that we were going to read it. Right. On, I mean, you I know, on a podcast you years later, twelve years ago. But um, <laughs> but also though, but like you you did what we asked you to do. We were like you, you didn't like it. You. Why? And you right. did. Yeah. So, so I mean, I. Still I would give you a pass and great. You're still a pretentious asshole, yeah, but that's fine. But, you know, yeah, <laughs> or at least sure. 2011 AJ was a pretentious asshole or whatever. But I apologize for um, not being cohesive as I was reading your words because I kept tripping over them, but it was fun. So, and my take on this is not very much different, except that in the reread, you know, I realized that it was, it was a lot better than I had giving it credit for and it wasn't as though i didn't really i didn't like the book itself the book itself is is kind of fun to read and i understand that i still i I just have a what sorry oh no can i say one thing about like it feels like you know because you just did this reread and i'm sure and i know you've read it between then and now more but i think there's some validity to a first response review oh as far as like you know, I mean, not everyone is going to reread these books ever again, like like we're doing and, and whatever. But like, I remember, remember the first time I saw the sixth Harry Potter movie? I hated it. I literally <laughs> left the theater with people I was with beyond <laughs> pissed about everything in that movie. And I was like, this is the word. I was so angry, you know? And like, and that's what we like. We all got on our, on our social media. We're like, what did I just watch? This is terrible. Like we all were just pissed, you know? And and that was how we were feeling at the time. So when AJ read this book in 2011, it was like, the fuck is this? I have feelings about it. And I'm going to share them with the world. Pretentiously, of course. Um, That's valid. (laughs) Yeah. Pretentious yeah. and valid. There you I mean, are. I probably could have done it a little less pretentiously, but you know, um, I mean, it is. But what there's it also is. a little bit of satisfaction to being like these are the big words I used to talk about paranormal I shit. Big words, paranormally, and I used the word paranormal like I don't know how many times. I was like, I, why can't I say this word? Now I'm just going to be mad at you for saying it. So many times. Fan fictionish. Fan fictionish. Was a good one, I think. Was that, yeah, I that one. That I, one. I, one I love the idea one. of Eve on a unicorn, though. I mean, I think that. I, I mean. I, 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 read I think it. that's what the next novella needs to be. <laughs> right. It's been a minute since a novella. Yeah. Right. Been, I can't remember what the last Maybe one was. Maybe Nora read this and was like, wow, people really don't like this shit. I guess right. I'll never write Eve on a unicorn. Fault. Sorry, guys. It's <laughs> all <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Oh. All right. All right. I'm done being right. snarky about it. So about it well if we're not done with mine so we're going to read a couple of one stars and then here i am again in the two star (laughs) so go ahead all right one star but i wouldn't bother reading the others i bought another book with this like this with mostly the same authors it's kind of it's kind of nora to try to help out new struggling authors but the stories are predictable slow and downright boring very schmaltz and not worth the time it takes to read I might, I might buy another for the J.D. Rabb story, but I know better than to suffer through the rest of the rubbish. If I could give the others zero stars, I would. All right. So, you know how on Amazon you can you have to put a title for your review, and a lot of times people put a title and then as like the first line of their review, and then they continue on, and then right. they forget mm-hmm. to put the title in. Yeah. So there was a title there, gotcha. and it started kind of in the middle, but yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, I just, I mean, that's fair. I, I don't think I've, maybe I've read some of the other stories once or twice, but I've I've never actually read a full, I think I read the whole one that had the through plot. I read all of that one. Okay. But, and those were, they were okay. I mean, they weren't, I wouldn't say they were awful, but. Right. I'm yeah. buying a pretty well, in-depth story. So. But it definitely it definitely sounds like this review very specifically was about everything in this, you know, in this series. Because yeah. they focused on, like, the, uh, it's so nice of Nora to help struggling authors. Well, <laughs> I don't it know is, if they were struggling, but, but yeah, I mean, yeah. it's. Right, I was like, I guess it's nice of her, I but, like. It, I don't know that it's even that she was being kind. These authors are her friends. <laughs> And yeah, they probably thought it'd be fun to write a novella together. To write with them. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, that's what I was thinking, but you know, yeah. Whatever. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right. So we have another one star. This is this is from somebody in Britain because they're talking about pounds. So, <laughs> one star. I was so disappointed to read this book. I bought it as the first writer was J.D. Robb, but I am so sorry I wasted um, five pounds, too, on this rubbish. (laughs) I kept waiting for the stories to interest me, but I was sorely disappointed. The stories were mediocre at best, and now I'm questioning buying a book without a good look through it first. Well, that's your fault. Yeah, that's, and you know, that's not a bad, like, yeah, have a good look through it first (laughs) before you buy it, I guess. I don't, you know. Sure. It's not yeah. rubbish. Right. Right. Also, like, um, did every book you ever pick up, was it all, were all of them good? Is this the first time you picked up a book and didn't like it? I mean, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Sounds like a you problem, I guess. I <laughs> sounds like a you problem. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to look through the book before I read it. That's the whole fucking purpose of reading the book. Right. But what do I know? I don't know. I don't know. So. Um, two stars and this is me again and hopefully it doesn't have the word paranormal so many times in this <laughs> I was like it probably I read. has it a lot but Dick again god yeah okay so more pretentiousness coming your way friends sorry I'm so excited <laughs> <laughs> okay two stars so a little a little more forgiving a little more well, oh. I don't know. Wait, wait for it. <laughs> like, no, she just liked the number of stars more that day. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Two stars. Here's my main problem with this book. The in-depth world, as I see it, anyway, even though we are looking slightly into the future, it was not set up as a paranormal world. It was more a true crime series. Although, because of the future element, there is a certain amount of fantasy to this series because certain elements in the future world would have to be invented. It's still a world based in reality. Eve, similarly, is rooted in reality and, due to the kind of job she has, is essentially the ultimate skeptic. She's been presented with elements that could be considered paranormal. She has stayed fairly skeptical about that, because the conclusions that she comes to in regards to the murder she investigates have to be rooted in reality and truth. So... To create a book where Eve herself is actually possessed, not only inserts the paranormal into the series as if it was reality, but inserts it in a way where Eve, who is a skeptic and must remain that way to do her job effectively, must believe in the paranormal. She has no choice now. 
Neither do we as the reader. The paranormal has been inserted into the world now in a way that we have no choice but to believe that it is true. Sorry, Nora, that pissed me off, and I don't mind saying so. <laughs> I don't. By, by the way, I still, I still don't mind that. <laughs> this is not a paranormal series. It's a series where, as I said, paranormal elements have been introduced, but always in a way where the reader could reasonably make a decision on their own as to whether or not they actually believe that what was presented as paranormal or possibly paranormal really is paranormal. I have no problem with Eve encountering Peabody's father and having Sam Peabody Eve reads, read Eve's mind, although that is also technically paranormal, but I can still reasonably justify that as something not paranormal, since there are several other ways he could have known what he claimed to have found out about Eve's past. Though it is a paranormal element, it fits in slightly better with the series. It still allows Eve to be skeptical about the situation. If, for example, a peripheral character had become possessed and Eve just had to deal with that person with a question in the back of her mind as to whether or not that person had actually been possessed, I would have had no problem with that. It adds the paranormal element, but still allows Eve to be skeptical about the situation. But making Eve the one possessed, as I said, completely obliterates the skeptical element of Eve. She now has to let go of her skeptical side because she has now experienced the paranormal firsthand and now makes no sense for Eve to be skeptical about the paranormal or woo as she would call it because she has personally been in contact with it. Regardless of this, the series goes on and Eve is her same skeptical self and everyone carries on acting like Eve was never possessed by someone's spirit. Really? That happens in the next book. She just carries on like nothing happened. Nope. Not buying that. God, what a windbag. Right. <laughs> How many times can you say paranormal in one <laughs> review? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I mean Okay. I mean I still stand behind okay, this here, one. I'm gonna Yeah, that's what I was yeah, gonna say. I was like, this yeah. is this is essentially what you have always been saying. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't it doesn't fly for you to be like, okay, so just that didn't happen now? Eve can make goulash and get has tattoos. I mean still waiting right, on her and, that and that's fine, but like the next book <laughs> then yeah, nothing, then nobody ever brings it up again. Up, like right. we never, never once brought up again. Well, and that's yeah. and that's so. There are a lot of things that happen in these books where, as I as we're getting through, you know, as as I'm reading a book or rereading a book, I'm like, it feels very strange that this particular thing that happened, whenever in the time period of the series, was not brought up as like a comparison type thing or just right. you know because yeah. that's what normal people do is that they talk about stuff that's happened. Um, and it, and it is really kind of hasn't been that long of a time frame either. No, right. yeah, but. When that doesn't happen, I'm just like, oh, okay. But this is a thing that if it happened, I'm. Yeah, I think we, I think we, we don't talk, talk about this. this. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. But nope, it, again, again, definitely still pretentious, but I ain't mad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just says paranormal way too much. He says paranormal well, way that, too much. That was that was a that was a me problem called I can't read that word over and over again. <laughs> Sorry about that. But, I, but listen, it was like it was like 
AJ and I created Review the Reviews long before this podcast existed. You did. When I reviewed reviews on my Amazon review for the, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Eternal, Eternal, I think. And then AJ did the whole thing where um, I'm going to explain why I'm reviewing it this way. So I'm still going to be a pretentious asshole, but at least I'm going to explain. That's all we've been asking for this whole time. Yeah. So I, I honestly think AJ gets passed you. Okay. Absolutely. Great. Because you know, you know my feelings. You know my feelings. If you're going to waste internet space, at least like at least explain. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. I don't have to agree. I'm going to agree with you, or I'm I'm going to not agree with you and still be like, but thank you for for being backing that up. My speech and debate coach background just came out. <laughs> why? Why are you saying this? Your opinion is jack shit. But if you want to explain why you feel that way, I'm listening. Right. I'm going to disagree anyway, but I'm still going to listen. Right. So. Okay. Two stars. As I wrote in my Amazon review of Indulgence and Death, I believe that J.D. Robb is at the tipping point in her long-running in-death series. Reading Possession and Death did nothing to dissuade me from that belief. Those who prefer the procedural aspects of the series or Eve Dallas's occasional forays into the paranormal may enjoy this one better than I did. For me, no, for me though, the lack of interplay between Eve and her intimate circle of friends, as well as the author's failure to exploit the push-me-pull-you connection between Eve as cop and Rourke as ex-criminal, caused the book to fall relatively flat for me. There was even a moment when I waited for work to tell Eve she was insulting him because she relied on him to think like a cop. I'm still waiting, sad to say. Even so, I found the whodunit comp- component of the story compelling, which is why the story earns a C plus rather than a straight C. I still plan to give Rob one last shot with her full- next full-length book in the series, but if Treachery and Death fails to fully engage my imagination, I think I'm giving up on the in-death series. I have no plans to read the remainder of the uh, the other side anthologies. So when I link here from Goodreads, it'll be from the audio version of this short story on its own, as the print version of this short story is not a standalone. No, oh, all right. I mean, okay. I I think that um, you were waiting for Rourke to tell Eve that she was insulting him because she relied on him to think like a cop. You you're you're waiting. You're going to be waiting a long time because he yeah. wasn't insulted by that. Because um, there's a thing called character growth. We've discussed this several times. And but I don't think he ever is insulted by that. I think he just tells her he is. Yeah. I think yeah. he finds it amazing. Well, and also in yeah. the course of this book, he is just really worried about her. Mm-hmm. So she's she's gonna insult him. He's not in the he's not in like that space to be like, that's inappropriate, Eve. He's right. like, my wife is what if something is up, you know, yeah. that yeah. was him the whole book. He spent the whole book yeah. being concerned about her. So I don't, right. I mean, he always is, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. again, like timing, that's not something that he would have just been like, uh, well, Eve stops saying I'm like a cop, you know, like he, right. would, it, he doesn't do that anyway anymore, but especially no. when it's not a- appropriate. Right. I don't know. That's my yeah. feeling. Anyway. It doesn't make sense. Make it make sense. <laughs> Sorry, I had to sneeze. God bless you. God bless you. Isn't that right? (laughs) I've been sneezing all day. You know, it's like, it's not raining here, but we spring, there were sprinkles, but it's just that kind of muggy, you know. Yeah. And it just, it just kicks up all the pollen or whatever's in there. And I just, I've been sneezing all day. Yeah. 
Yeah. So anyway, um, that sucks. I'm sorry. All right. So the next one's me. Yep. Two stars. What a weird ass book <laughs> made me laugh, but I really didn't care for this story, which is odd for me in the in death series. There's only been a couple I haven't liked. And this was one. It was okay. Just weird. I mean, yeah, it's a weird ass book. It is a weird ass book. What a weird ass book. I think that was pretty much our review of it. Yeah. It's a weird ass book. It is a weird ass book. So, yeah, I mean, thank you for saying that without being pretentious. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that was essentially what I was trying to say with my two really long, pretentious. (laughs) You just said it more efficiently. Conciseness is not necessary when we're writing. We appreciate it sometimes. As long as we make it make sense. (laughs) Three stars. Guys, we're already at three stars because Because, there's not a whole lot out there for reviews for this book. Okay. Three stars. For Eve Dallas, a barbecue with friends and family is another way to chill between two investigations. But when you're a homicide investigator, unfortunately, it's not too long before you get another call. This time, Eve comes upon her next case on the street when an injured old woman speaking gibberish before collapsing with an injured old woman speaking gibberish before collapsing and bleeding to death. But after her encounter with the gypsy, Eve begins to experience unusual weird things as opposed to not unusual weird things. (laughs) (laughs) Unusual weird things. Sorry, that was a very weird, weird, unusual thing. I'm being pretentious now. Okay, <laughs> weird. It's catchy. I'm not sure how. <laughs> I'm not sure how to rate this novella because it was entertaining, but at the same time, I had trouble with the supernatural aspect, who's not something we usually see in the series, and it's hard to believe that a character so rational and logical like Eve would accept it so easily too. Hey, was this AJ too? Justification for <laughs> no. AJ's Sorry. earlier statements. I know, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I really, joke. I only put in um, reviews Validation. that justified, that validated my own. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I mean, kidding. But- there are, really aren't a whole lot of really good reviews. <laughs> no, I'm not surprised by that at all. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Oh. All right. Three stars. A cruel mystery with a dash of freaky thrown in. Definitely wasn't prepared for this particular combo. But I like how in this universe, there's a dash of magical realism that is widely accepted and considered normal. Is it? Is it realism? <laughs> is it? Magical and realism don't really go together. Is it? Uh, and widely is it unusually weird normal? Is possession widely considered normal? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe for this person. I don't know. I don't know what kind of life you're living, but all right. right. <laughs> Definitely an interesting one. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So another three stars. So I am a complete JD Rob fanatic and will purchase these books the minute they hit the shelves or my Kindle. Now that I own one, the JD Rob story is worth it. Although it was a bit, Oh, I was a bit disconcerted by the paranormal angle. <laughs> that being said, I would suggest that you buy the book, read the first story, and then skip right over the rest of it. I wanted to gouge my eyes out at the second story. It oh was the worst kind of mindless brain candy I have read in a long time. Seriously, I wanted to smack the heroine right upside her vapid little head. <laughs> Love Rob, skip the dreck. 
<laughs> love the Rob. Skip the <laughs> These other stories are getting murdered by these reviews. Damn. Completely totally not that bad. They probably aren't. I, to me, it just sounds like that these are just not not the books for these people. No, no, and that's the no. thing. I mean, you know, I yeah, I appreciate that she wanted to get together with her friends and write a yeah. novella. Won't, won't this be fun and stuff? But you're writing, you know, there's a JD Rob fans are a specific type of reader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're fucking most neurotic. And, <laughs> and yeah, I mean the the books that I did read in some of the novellas that that were not the JD Rob ones are clearly not the same. At a, mm-hmm. genre at all so no. you can you can see why people would yeah. be turned off by them you know yeah yeah so i mean it, it works it, you know it works doesn't really work i don't know yeah yeah so and that could be very well why she stopped doing them i mean honestly right so yeah she because she kept writing reading too many pretentious reviews i mean yeah i mean yeah. also though like Maybe her friends don't want to do it anymore either. So it's possible. That's true too. Yeah. So. Uh, all right. The next one. Four stars. 3.5 stars. <laughs> it was already 3.5 stars. It was 3.5 stars. <clears throat> a seemingly random encounter with a dying woman leaves Eve very unsettled when she begins to notice some new and quirky personality traits Senses having such as having visions and speaking Russian. Regardless, she is determined to keep her promise to the old lady and sets out to discover the whereabouts of her missing granddaughter. What she finds is enough to put terror into any young woman's heart. Although good paranormal mysteries are often entertaining and the previous in-depth novellas with this trope have been well done, this one ultimately falls flat. This is mainly due to the fact that it requires a great deal of suspension of disbelief to accept the usually skeptical and down-to-earth Eve Dallas would be so accepting of being possessed. (laughs) That said, the investigation is gripping and the reader feels strongly for the missing victims, even though the story would have worked just as well without the possession aspects. Overall, a quick and satisfying read despite the problematic paranormal elements. There we go. Well, I mean... mean, there it is. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Another good one. Yeah, Problematic yeah. paranormal elements. Yeah, say that. <laughs> Problematic. Problematic. Problematic paranormal. Problematic paranormal. <laughs> Problematic paranormal. Problematic paranormal. Yeah, it's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> All right. Four stars. Another short story grouped with four other authors. Ms. Robb's contribution is entitled Possession and Death, adding to the in-death series in the life of Eve Dallas, Lieutenant in 2060 New York City's finest. There are other forces at work following the stabbing death of a Hungarian woman for no apparent reason. Before dying, the victim whispers a request or command regarding her missing daughter, a dancer. Well, it's her granddaughter, right? But yeah. Anyway. Eve often has nightmares from her youth, freeing herself from abusive parents and being found alone with no memory of her life before the incident preceded her escape. Officials named her Eve, the first woman, and Dallas, the city in which she was found. She has interacted in dreams with victims and horrible attacks by her father. 
He is used to the involvement of these spirits in cases being with her and trying to converse with her. In this case, as the title suggests, spirits come to be more closer connected to Eve during her waking hours as well. As with most of her short stories, there is more wit exchange between Eve and her partner Peabody, her husband Rourke, and other characters. This, this is one of my favorite parts of the in-death works. <laughs> it is loaded into her novellas or short stories or whatever this this are. In order for the to become charmed with the characters quickly so that the new readers can become so in the shorter period of time available. I'm not, I'm, I'm reading the, that was a the, rough paragraph. That was a rough paragraph. That was a rough paragraph. You well, deserve, me. that was what this paragraph for that. says. No. Twists and turns, of course, but this is one of those tales that brings Eve closer into your heart as like the other spirits, you are sharing Eve's ex- existence. Well, <sighs> No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Just no. (laughs) I mean. Uh, Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. You say so. (laughs) Sure. Okay. I have a real short one and the next one. Tara, this next one is really, really, really long. Oh, okay. Well, Tara, she's so, doing all the heavy lifting. I mean, tonight. Well, I can, you know what? We can no, switch if you want. No, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, if people stop listening to the podcast because they're tired of my voice, that's that's their problem. That's I'm them. fabulous. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we think you are too. My high school so. speech and debate coach joined the Facebook group today. I saw that. I was like, okay. Uh, I hope she. Yeah. She was like. She's like. She's like. You're, you're great. And I was like, I hope that you're not just saying that and be nice. Yeah. Nope. It was very, she's, I saw that. She's one, of the, she's one of the nicest people on the planet. Does she such actually a, read the Indus series? She does. Yeah. Oh, okay. She does. Got it. Yeah. We, we saw the exchange on your page. And okay. Yeah. yeah. That was very sweet. She's one of the loveliest people. So hopefully she's oh, enjoying it. <sighs> okay. So All let's right. do this four star and then we you can read that very, very, very long five star. <laughs> I love this four-star review, and you are the correct person to read it. <laughs> four stars. The only two reasons why this one got four stars instead of Rob's usual five is because the overuse of foul <laughs> language, and it was just too short. I know the other what? books in this series have included a curse word now and then, but I feel <laughs> that this one had way more than necessary. On the other hand, Susan Erickson was fantastic as always. <laughs> this, this person probably stopped reading the series after treachery and death. <laughs> every now and then, every now and then, there's a there's a foul there's a foul language. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after treachery, I'm sure this person was like, oh, what's my problem? Can't read this anymore. <laughs> I know. I like, right? I like glanced out and I saw this. I was like, kind of reading this review, and I was like, okay, yes, this is holy I'm- shit. <laughs> yeah. Curse word now and then. Curse word now and then. But this, this one, one was way real more than necessary, bad. and I didn't even notice them in this one. This is like one of those that, like treachery. Doesn't obviously, we all look yeah. at treachery and yeah. go like, yeah, that had a lot of cussing in it. But this uh, one, yeah, I don't even I notice think, it. I honestly think payback probably might be it. Probably, yeah. Well, payback had well, a lot. Well, Jenkinson has at this point has how said all of them. So yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Like, and that's that's the thing. If he's in the book, 
Yeah, he's yeah, just going to be a lot of F-bombs. And I yeah. appreciate it. I really do. I appreciate it. Right? So. I, lo- I love me an F-bomb. Mm-hmm. I, I, know the, I, know the, I know the importance of that word. <laughs> <laughs> it's an important word. It is an important <sighs> word. All right, friends, are you ready to listen to the sound Let's of my voice it. for the next 43 minutes? Here yep. we go. <clears throat> okay. All right. Five stars. Five stars. Pretty great. Okay. Five stars. This short story falls in at 31.5 in the in-depth romantic suspense series revolving around Lieutenant Eve Dallas, an NYPSD homicide cop, and her gorgeous husband, Rourke. My take. I so appreciated the satisfying ending to the arrests in Indulgence and Death 31. At least those jerks will get to spend a long time without their indulgent lifestyles. It's not enough, though, for Eve, and I doubt it would be for enough for anyone who loses a loved one. The in-death series is a terrifying blend of the fear and terror of murder and so many possibilities, certainly more than I could ever imagine. I so appreciate how Rob's stories balance these horrors with joy and tears, fears and laughter and everyday snark of life. And possession and death is no exception as the, the the Romany magic of possession takes hold of Eve. The murder that leads to the possession is a nightmare for Eve, one that Rob finds the funny side with in the proof of possession being Eve knowing how to cook goulash. LOL. (laughs) Rourke adores Eve, but they both know her um, weak areas. More laughter. (laughs) (laughs) I do know, I do enjoy Dallas's relationships from the supportive and loving one she has with Rourke. I love that the super capable billionaire is still trying to conquer the grill to the adversarial snarking with Somerset to her fellow cops and her partner, Dr. Mira's motherliness, Morris's quiet humor. I also have to laugh at Dallas's fears that baby Bella throwing her for such a loop, or should I say slooch? (laughs) Nadine makes a lovely comment about the people at the picnic that Dallas and Rourke always bring together the most interesting people at their parties. It's a beautiful moment, but I have to confess that I got a laugh when Phoenix, then Dennis Mira, found out about the whipped cream shortcake and pie and abandoned Eve. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Love it. That was funny. (laughs) It is a unique blend of life and death, and Rob makes good use of this series to raise those questions any cop or soldier must ask themselves. If they're as bad as those they hunt, if they take joy in killing or or in making society that tiny bit safer. The story. It starts with regret and anger that Rourke soothes at soothes why well, I can't speak today. Soothes as they head down to the barbecue. Eve arranged for Eve arranged for Morris. He may be coming to terms with his grief for Amaryllis, but Lee still has a way to go. It is that worry Eve has for Lee that finds her driving Father Lopez home, only to be interrupted by a dying Romanian woman whose words send a chill down Lieutenant Eve Dallas's spine. And soon, Rourke notices some interesting side effects in the lieutenant, fluency in Russian, and a peacock tattoo. Against her better judgment, Eve is convinced the spirit of the old woman is inside her, unable to rest until she's found her great-granddaughter, who vanished two months ago. Desperate to be back to normal, Eve is determined to find her. The characters. Eve Dallas is a lieutenant of homicide division in the New York City Police and Security Department. She's married to Rourke, who owns nearly the entire world in his very own gorgeous fashion. Somerset is Rourke's majordomo. 
the NYPSD, Detective Delia Peabody is Dallas's partner at work, while Detective Ian McNabb is her partner in life. McNabb is with the Electronic De- Detection Division, the E-Geeks. Captain Ryan Feeney is Ian's boss and Eve's mentor. Dr. Lee Morris is the chief medical examiner. Dr. Mira is their top profiler. Dennis Mira is her lovely, absent-minded professor husband, whom Eve adores. Cher Rio is the assistant direct attorney who has become a friend. Assistant district attorney. I cannot read today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> officer. Oh, right. He's still an officer here. Officer Troy Trueheart has brought his shy girlfriend, Cassie, from records. Some of Eve's detectives are Baxter, Reineke, and Jacobson. Calendar is one of Feeney's e-geeks. Detective Lloyd, out of the 136, is the investigating officer for... How did we say her name? Beata. Beata, that's right. For Beata's missing persons case. Friends who come to the barbecue include Mavis Freestone, (laughs) Eve's best and first friend. She's a singing sensation these days, married to Leonardo, a famous dress designer. Bella, their beautiful ham of a baby. (laughs) Trina (laughs) is a beautician whom Eve fears more than death. (laughs) Nadine First is a best-selling author, the iCove Agenda, and an ace reporter. Father Chalet... Lopez, Salvation and Death, number 27, has been talking, becoming friends with Lee. Newlyweds Dr. Louise D'Amato and Charles Monroe, a retired licensed companion, show up. Crack is the six and a half foot tattooed sex club owner. This does sound like a party. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Madame Gizzi's Zabo is a Hungarian gypsy, a speaker for the dead, come to New York to find her missing great-granddaughter, Beata Varga, the beauty with the dream of dancing on Broadway. Zach and Carrie Morgenstern run a market. Kulash is the Hungarian restaurant where Beata worked. <laughs> Miriam Frito and her husband, Jan, who's the chef, own it. This is Bea a very David, detailed review. It is so <laughs> detailed. You guys can read the book now. This is like that chapter in the right? Bible that saw the baguettes, you know? Yes! <laughs> oh my God, yes! That's what it is! You know? <laughs> that's exactly what it is! <laughs> Uh, Natalia Baranova teaches dance classes. Alexi Baron is her dancer's son with the overweening ego. Overweening. And Sasha. Is that a word? What does overweening mean? I don't know, but it says overweening. He was overweened? And that's why he has an ego? I don't know. I don't know what she was trying to say, but that's what it says. And that's what what we're sticking with. (laughs) And Sasha Korkov, who now plays piano for his sister's classes. Allie Madison is Beata's replacement for the gala. Diabolique. Um, Rennie Foster murdered Jana Dorchester, and she's worried that he'll go after Sarah Jasper next. Detective Stupid is primary on the be- on the beating death. Other dancers include Vanessa Warwich, Allegra Martin, Lucy Quinn, and more. Sylvester Moriarty and Winston Dudley are being shut up behind bars. Yes. Yay. <laughs> yay. The cover and the title. I can't get excited about the cover. Okay, I didn't understand I this. The usual ones. I didn't understand. Maybe it's yeah. a this is a foreign cover, but go ahead and. Oh, yeah, because I, I don't know that I know what the title or the cover looks like. Um, let's see. Uh, I can't get excited about this cover. I prefer the usual ones. This Kindle version is a peaceful scene, slightly offshore, and looking back at the city skyline, waves lapping the white sand. It could be ice that I'm seeing between sand and water. It's definitely a winter scene with all those bare branches forming a barrier between the beach and the city. 
The title is truly accurate for it's a possession and death that pushes Eve to find the truth. Okay, so oh, oh, okay. <laughs> all of that, you, you didn't tell us what you thought of the book. <laughs> you just told right. us exactly what the book was about. Right. So, like, you you gave us you gave us a summary. Um, a summary is is an understatement, right? Because I was like, I don't even know, right? Because I, I was reading that and I'm like, I've forgotten half of these characters on purpose, um, and. Right? <laughs> And now I have to remember them again. Right. What the fuck? <laughs> um, so, but uh, they they liked it. Yeah, I guess. I guess you they wouldn't give it five g- yeah, stars. You, you wouldn't give somebody something a five star well, if you right. didn't like it. I know, but it's just yeah. They it, they did nothing but give a like rundown of what happened. Yeah, I was like character. I was like oh, and this person. Oh my god, this person's I'm so sorry. Trying to hear themselves talk. Right. I mean. Yeah. Right. Um, well, too bad because they had to hear me talk instead. <laughs> <laughs> so I, that's a that's a lose. I think that the cover that they're talking about is the cover for um, the the chaos and death and possession and death like together like book. Oh, because okay. if you look that up on online, that's what they're um, describing. Okay. And yes, it doesn't have anything to do with this, but you're getting two books in one, so they're. They just, I guess, decided we'll just put a generic picture of New York on that. Yeah. Which makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Mine mine is the original. It just has a door on it. Oh, yeah. That's one. It definitely looks like. It looks like what she was describing, right? Yeah, Yeah. it does. Okay. Okay, Tara, do you need, like, do you need some water after all that? I'm finishing my water now. We only have two other um, reviews, and they're very short, so. Okay. And I don't have to read either of them. You don't have to read either of them. So, okay. So, five stars. I really liked how the novella bridged from indulgence and death into its own captivating story. I'd been looking forward to the cookout being planned throughout indulgence and felt cheated when it didn't happen in that book. With the cookout being the opening scene in possession, I was immediately happy with the book and then its story. Also, having so recently listened to Dance of Dreams, I was up on the ballet theme and found revisiting it from the, this new angle with no overlap or reuse of plot points, another sign of Nora Roberts' J.D. Robb's talent. Yeah, that's an old one. I is yeah, I didn't even know that title. Yeah, Dance of Dreams was one of the, um, oh, what's the name of the, shoot, I can't think of the name of the series. Cordina's? No, I don't know for sure. I can't think. It's one of the. It's one of the old ones. It's one of the old. Um, I do remember that one of the that series had. Didn't it, didn't it have a dancer in it? It did. The main yeah. hero. Yeah, yeah. The main character, both the heroine and hero, of the first book were dancers. Okay. So yeah, and I think I think most there's a lot of dancing in those. A lot of dancing. Me too. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So this is our last review. And it's a five-star review. Five stars. Usually, I'm not into paranormal plot, ni- po- paranormal plot lines. That's also hard to say. <laughs> Problematic paranormal plot lines. <laughs> Problematic paranormal plot lines. Problematic paranormal plot lines. Yeah. Okay. Um uh not into paranormal plot lines in these novels or novellas then the fact that this is a short story doesn't help either 
but this was pure and simply excellent. I loved it so, so much. How is this series still so addicting and magnificent? Probably because I love all the characters. Susan Erickson is the best narrator <laughs> ever. Yep. Yeah, we're coming. <laughs> so there you go. That is a great way to end it, though. Yeah. Because Susan Erickson is the best. Narrator. She really is. She's the best narrator. This is so. Um, I bet I bet she would have read that review and it would have somehow sounded like a really fantastic review and not just a weird recap of things that people that run the, <laughs> I, I, what was that review about? <laughs> yeah. Doesn't matter. Susan Erickson would have made it sound amazing. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, uh, most of those are really short and didn't have much for us to really do much of a show around, but um, they were still fun. They were, they were fun. Fun. like, there was still, there was still something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fun stuff. So yeah, this is going to be a real short episode, <laughs> uh, but uh, let's go on to podcast business, I guess. Okay. All right. I actually have a, um, I have some podcast business. Okay. We have a lovely comment from our friend Dana, Dana. In, the, in the Facebook group. So she really enjoyed the tattoo episode. Amazing the number of rosebuds and snakes. We could use a little more creativity in this area. Nora has four equals robot equals no rosebud or snake there. I still don't get Biff's map tattooed on his pig. It's not like he could see it to get directions. <laughs> this would require a third party and not at all convenient. This is the one I love. I could also see Dickhead having a tat of Chinese or Japanese characters thinking it says God's gift to women, but in reality it says just call me Dickhead. Right. That made me think that made me think of the episode where Sheldon sees ta Penny's tattoo and he's like, Why do you have soup tattooed on you in Chinese characters? <laughs> and she's like, It's courage. He's like, No, it's not, it's soup. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Forgot about that. Yep. <laughs> Crack yeah. and Jake have sleeves because remember we were talking about who would have sleeves, right? But Nora hasn't given us the the deets on those. If True Heart has one, I think it would be Mom. And Aww. Feeny definitely has the stones tongue and lips tat. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I just made me laugh. The dickhead one made me laugh so hard. I just wonder if like maybe it's not Biff that needs the map. Maybe it's like his significant other. Maybe. Maybe. The map. I don't know. Maybe. It's fucking weird. But it is fucking weird. It was also just like, I mean, we've never seen him again. And that was kind of no, a fun we never have seen him again. No. It was he was kind I mean, of fun. I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't be mad if I saw him yeah. again. Yeah. For real. Yeah. I mean, we see Trina all the time, but we've never seen yes, him again. Much to Eve's chagrin. Right. He's like, God <laughs> damn it. Bring back the guy with the map on his head. Right. Yeah, let me have Biff. Why do I have to see Trina? And there was something else. So we didn't even talk about this on the tattoos uh, episode, but uh, on that spreadsheet, Dana also included um, all of Nora Roberts's tattoos. Actually, not all of them. She didn't? Because there's no. More. Because, um, it's, what's her name? In the second, the second. Um, oh, I can't. Why is it forgetting? I'm forgetting the name of the series. It's the. Um, the construction one, the in the in Boonesboro, 
um, what's her name? But she's talking about Nora Roberts's tattoos. I know. In Boonesboro. Oh, oh, Nora's tattoos. I thought she meant yeah, Nora's like, book. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, okay. she's talking about Nora's own personal that tattoos. Makes more sense. Okay. Right. Gotcha. All right. Because I was like, she's got a tattoo in that book. But all right. Nope. I yeah. got it. I got it. All so right. Nora apparently has a Celtic knot on her ankle an ohm on her shoulder, a five fold symbol on her fo- forearm. And a dragon heart on her neck. So okay, I'm not sure I'd go for the neck. No, that's kind of a. I don't even know. I mean, if, have I even seen that? Is it on the back of her neck? I don't know. I've never seen it. It's like one of those things. If it's on the back of her, because I've never seen it on the front or on the sides. Yeah, no. most people do them no. like like right under the hairline. It's on the yeah, it's on the spine. Which again, it's Ooh. like you're never going to see it. Why would you? Yeah. No, I. That's just no, not on the spine. This is why I could not do a tramp stamp. Mine's on my hip because no way was I going in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's gonna hurt. Um, I got a little. I got a little fat on my hip. I don't have any on my spine. Yeah, I. <laughs> mine is also. Mine is kind of lower abdomen, so it's right, kind of right above yeah. the what would be considered bikini line, I guess. And he tried to talk me out of that spot. He's like, are you sure you you want to put it on that spot? Because it's going to be really painful. And I said, yeah, that's fine. Was it painful? No. No. Yeah. Mine wasn't bad. I mean, I feel like people get tattoos in places that definitely sound like they'd be more painful and they still get them. So, yeah. Yeah. Like I have a friend that has one on the top of her foot and I thought that would have hurt like that. Yeah, they always say that that's very painful. Yeah. They say no, ribs I'm, I'm is very painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 My next one's going on my shoulder. So on the back of my shoulder. I mean, I want one like on my wrist. So I'm sure that like this part of my wrist mm-hmm. like, inside. Um, but I don't know what I'm doing. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Decisions are hard. If they are. Okay. Hard. Yeah, they are. They are. Also, hard. like their tattoos are expensive. And yes, they I'm are. Like, well, that's a. That's an indulgence that we're going to not do right now. If you want nope. a really, really good one, they're expensive. Yeah. If you want yeah, yeah, just whatever, you can either go to, you know, a van by the river or you can go to my ex-husband's trailer <laughs> and get it. My sister actually works for nothing. a tattoo artist and he is so good. He's done all of hers. Um, so I'm sure that I could probably get some kind of discount on it. Maybe. You can work it out. But I also yeah. like... I'm like, or oh, we'll just wait because I also don't know exactly what I would want, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you don't want to get it until you know exactly what you want. Yeah. Well, and like w- the one tattoo I got was a, you know, it was middle of the pandemic. It was like, it was like August of the pandemic. And I was like, you know what? This, like, I, this is what I want. And I've been years, years of trying to be like, I'm going to design this tattoo. And like, I went through all these different ideas. And then that was just the thing that said, this is what we want, you know? So, yeah. I know my sister has the entire right side of her body is tattooed and it's gorgeous. All of her tattoos are amazing, but hmm. yeah, I'm just different. <laughs> That's fine. We're just much different people. It's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, so yeah, what else do, do we have anything else? Um, you know, more hot dog posts, <laughs> but yeah, more hot dog posts. Other than, other than hot dogs. <laughs> 
Um, well, yeah, I got a, um, my Facebook was like, oh, it was telling me to welcome new members. I thought it was to the Facebook. Um, I thought it was telling me there were new posts. Um, no, it always tells you that, you know, you have new members, welcome them. Yeah. Welcome them. So, so never mind. Um, except never for mind. I did appreciate, um, the, if you were in the Facebook group, please make sure that you read the post that Quincy Adams posted earlier today. We're not reading that on here, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I laughed and I also went, well, <laughs> which is the only way to respond to that. Yeah. That one. I do appreciate um, on our Facebook page. We also have, I, I set up a, um, a separate chat for just um, payback and death. So people can talk about pay, payback and death without having to worry about spoiling it for other people on the forum. Yes, who- I started a I started a thread in the Discord as well. Yeah, that's good. Um, we we do have a uh, a voicemail. Yay! So let me see if I can. Hey, ladies, it's Casey. Just have one question. I've been listening to some old episodes, and it occurred to me what happened to those trivia questions. Are you going to bring those back? Just thought. I- oh, the trivia questions. We forgot what, all about the what trivia questions. To the trivia questions is I I don't <laughs> like coming up with trivia questions, I discovered. <laughs> we had um we used to do trivia on in death.net. And I never participated because I hated oh, yeah. coming up with the trivia questions. <laughs> I just hated it. I hated the whole thing. <laughs> So, um, it was every time, every time I would win one, I would be like, Oh, yay, me. And oh, now I'd think of something, right? Like, that was time, the worst part. I would be like, I did this to myself, self sabotage right. right here. <laughs> so, so I don't see that's Love so it. that's the problem. Like, I I don't do them because I hate coming up with them. So, I don't know. Maybe somebody could come up with a whole like spreadsheet, like a Dana style spreadsheet of trivia questions and answers that we can ask. Because I yeah. just, I, I'm not going to do it. If, if you're going to, if you're waiting on me to do trivia, this is not going to happen because I'm not going to do it. Okay. Because I just, I just don't like it. Jen, are, you're, when you're saying, okay, is that you going, I would do that. You can do it. Because <laughs> it's yeah, not going to be I mean, me. Again, I'll be like, oh my God, I got it right. Well, fuck, now I have to think of something. That was yeah. every time. Yeah, no, I can do it. Yeah, it sucks. We'll do it. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Um, <laughs> we'll take some of it off from. We'll take some of it off from AJ. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I'm not opposed to it, but just I, I just can't do it. So I guess I got to reread payback again. <laughs> if you want, yeah. And find a trivia question. <laughs> um. Okay. So um, I guess that's it. I don't think I have any other podcast business that we need to talk about. Okay. Unless you guys have any other podcast business yep. to talk about. I do not. Okay. So I guess that's it. Uh, you can get hold of us. If you have any trivia questions that you want to <laughs> give us for the <laughs> next couple shows or whatever, yeah. you're more than welcome to <laughs> do that. Away. Um, our, oh, you know what, what we should talk about is first part of October is Brooke's birthday. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's Brooke's actual birthday. Yeah. 
Um, like his real live birthday. His real life, his real live, true life birthday. Well, um, he, okay, so it's his birthday as listed in Naked. Right, exactly. We found out later that it was a year later. Oh, okay. So it's technically That's next year. So do we wait till next year to do Rourke's birthday? <laughs> I mean, we can do well. <laughs> TBD, friends. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're right about it. So maybe we, well, and you know what? I just assumed that that was, that was the adjusted date when you were like, Oh, it's works person. I'm like, yeah. So I didn't think about that. You're right. Yep. Nope. It was 2023 and naked. Okay. Um, so it'd be 2024. So it's actually 2024. Correct. Um, all right, so never mind. I was gonna say you guys need to tell us what you want us to do for Rourke's birthday. Well, you I mean, we got that. a full year to plan Rourke's birthday bash. So it's right. gonna I be mean, a whole let's thing, go, guys. <laughs> let's go, guys. <laughs> so that's that's coming up in a year, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Maybe we maybe we work this whole year on getting Nora on the show for Rourke's birthday. I mean, right? there it is. We could do That's that. That's our goal. That's our goal. We'll work toward that. Yeah. Um, I think it's a great goal. It, it may not happen, but you, never you don't. Know. You don't have to always crush your goals, but we can try. <laughs> we can try. We try to crush the goal. <laughs> um, always try to crush the goal. All right. So other than that, yeah, I think that's it. So yeah, if you want to get a hold of us, you can do so by going on any of our social medias. Um, Instagram or t- Twitter, not really Twitter X, um, but Facebook, we have a Facebook group and the discord and, uh, you know, places yeah. like that. Um, you can go to our website, www.podcastanddeath.com. If you go to our website, we still have the link up for our GoFundMe. It's up at the very top of our main website. You can go there. It's also pinned on our, it's also pinned on our X. Right. Or Twitter, whatever. <laughs> and on Facebook. And I'm you can easily find yeah. it on any of those places. Yep. Um, you can call the number 205-476-2753 and that spells out 2054-ROARC. And um, I guess that's it for a very short We Review the Reviews yep. episode of Podcast and Death. <laughs> so uh, even, poor, even though poor Tara had to basically reread the entire <laughs> Tara book. Tara did all of the heavy lifting. <laughs> Killed it, man. This time. Killed it. So, good job, Terry. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) That was was pretty special. Yeah. So, (laughs) anyway, so, yeah, that's it for this episode of Podcast and Death. So, for Podcast and Death, this is AJ. This is Jen. This is Tara. And we'll see you next week, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Podcast in Death. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. Podcast in Death is hosted by Amy Ryan, Jen Terpstra, and Tara Corkery, and is edited and produced by Amy Ryan. The opinions expressed on this show are for entertainment purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the in-death fandom at large. 
Podcast in Death is not in any way affiliated with Nora Roberts, Berkeley, Penguin Publishing Group, or St. Martin's Press. Our theme song is Justice Never Sleeps by Cosmo and is available on Shutterstock.com. This episode and all of our previous episodes are available at podcastindeath.com. Have something to say? You can email us at show at podcastindeath.com or find us on social media by searching for Podcast and Death on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, you can call us and leave a message at 205-476-2753. That spells out 205-4-ROARK. Thanks again for listening. And in the immortal words of Brian Kelly, fucking slouch at you.